who comes in judgment. O oh, sing, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his faith. This is the witness of God's people. Thanks be to God.
Isn't it amazing to have a vocalist with us today? It's nice to have Paul back. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, for your booming, beautiful voice at the front. Later, Paul's going to sing a solo for us. I know what it is, but I don't want to tell you because it's one of the great hymns of the church. You're all going to know it and love it when you hear it. I'll save the surprise so you have to stick around and not fall asleep. The substance of this psalm, Psalm 96, and isn't it a beautiful psalm, portions of 97 and 99 and 100 are found in 1 Chronicles 16, verses 7 to 36, as well as this bunch of psalms. They're used in Chronicles for David's directions in the dedication of the temple and the tabernacle on Mount Zion. These are powerful words of the tabernacle of the Jewish people and of the church to praise, praise, praise God. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, you're hearing a pattern. Bless God's name. Tell of salvation from day to day. Three times. In the opening verses, we're told to sing, sing, sing to God our maker. Not only us, all the earth. The psalms are the songs, the prayers, the deepest heartfelt living of the people of Israel. They show it what it looks like to live a life in partnership with God amidst the cares and concerns and trials and tribulations and joys of this world that we live in here and now as God's people. If you don't know what to pray at any time, just turn to the Psalms. It's a beautiful prayer book of the Bible that just extols what it's like to be the people of God with all the things we go through in life. Last week, we looked at the beautiful and famous and favorite Psalm 23, and we talked about the geography of the ancient Near East. We talked about how Israel is relatively a small nation set between two superpower nations, one in the north and one in the south. They are always vulnerable like the sheep in the 23rd Psalm. They are always available to be attacked. The route that goes the two mega kingdoms above and below them goes through Israel. And one of them is always overpowering God's people at any time in history. And yet, and yet, despite that, they are God's people and they know that God is for them and they hold a promise that someday... God is going to be on our side, and we are going to even more, and we are going to see what God has planned, and this ain't it. Not too unlike us today, huh? Many in the Western world have given up on the church. It's old, they say. It's outdated. Who needs it anymore? People aren't raised in the church anymore for the last couple generations, they may even say it's judgmental, behind the times, hypocritical, not keeping up wave of the way things are in the world, judging when we're supposed to not be judging. There's all kinds of things people 
in the world say about the church. Sundays, many people don't take their kids to church anymore. They'd prefer to take them to activities and sports and things in the world and get their chores done, get organized for the week ahead. And lots of people work on Sunday. No longer is everything shut down on Sunday to honor the Sabbath. Now the world is in full force on Sunday, producing, doing, busy, being. Attending church, setting aside a day of rest, a Sabbath, honoring this day is countercultural. You're rebels. You're rebels. I know you don't feel like it, but you are going against the grain of what's happening out in the world because you're here. When society says church doesn't matter, you say, oh, but something about it really does to me. When society strives for success, get all you can, do better, be better, get more, this community gives of their time, their multiple talents and gifts and their offerings, this community generously gives when the world says, take, take, take. You all are a beautiful countercultural example of giving of yourselves in every way because you just love to and it makes you feel good. It's good for God, it's good for others, it's good for the world. When society works towards upward mobility, a great theologian and minister and author that I love, Henry Nouwen, reminds us that the way of the cross is the way actually of downward mobility. Christ had every reason to take and to be king and to rule, but he came as a humble servant, born a babe in a manger without even a bed, and served and served and served and was homeless and ultimately was killed for being such a countercultural vessel of another way, another message than what the world declared. You are a remnant of that beautiful message. You are a remnant of that cross-cultural love that says the empires of this world are not it. We have a hope and a faith and a love and a power way beyond what this world has to offer. Sing to the Lord a new song. The psalm calls upon a day when not only Israel, the old song, but a new song, the non-Jew, the Gentile, will also all be included in singing a beautiful praise to God our Maker. Not only all nations which is radical in the time that they're situated in and this writing is being made. Think about it. They're being dominated from the north and the south. Their story starts in Egypt where they were slaves. How can we imagine something so great where all nations, not only the Israel, but every nation is gonna praise God. It's bold, it's radical, it's awesome. Not only all nations, but all of creation is going to give praise to God. The theme of the new song is indeed salvation. Salvation, not only for the Jew, but for the non-Jew, the Gentile, and all of creation as well. Declare his glory among the nations, plural. His marvelous works among 
all the peoples. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised. He is to be revered amongst, above, above, not amongst, above, all small g gods. For all the small g gods of the world are but idols. What can they do? But the Lord made the heavens honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in the sanctuary. I can't help but raise my hands and praise and sing in these verses to God of God's greatness. All nations, all peoples, great is God and greatly to be praised indeed. The surrounding nations had their small g gods and they worshiped idols and things of this world, but the big g the big God of Israel, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles and the rest of us. Come, see, hear, adore and worship the Lord, not only all nations, but all the heavens and all of nature as well. What makes Psalm 96 and some of the other enthronement songs, they're called, so remarkable is that it's addressed not to Israel, but to all the nations of the world. The very people who carried Israel into exile are here called to recognize that Yahweh reigns. Indeed, the call of Psalm 96 is not just to recognize, but to sing, 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 proclaim, declare, ascribe glory and honor and praises to God. That call goes out to all the earth, all the nations, all creation, all heaven, all families, all. No one is exempt from these imperatives. No one is left out. All are included in the call that was usually, at this time of writing, reserved for Israel. Honor, majesty, strength, beauty are in the sanctuary in God's house, and let's be clear, eventually, currently, but we don't see it and realize it as much today, it's all God's house. It's everything God has made is God's sanctuary. Wherever we are, God is there, and we can meet with God. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, glory and strength, glory do his name, bring an offering into the courts. To be clear, God doesn't need our offering. God doesn't need anything of us. God is complete and able to provide and do whatever God wants. But invites us out of the overflow of gratitude and blessing and appreciation and worship to do and be and give to what God is doing in the world. Our offering is an act of gladness and worship and the overflow of our hearts. Worship in splendor, tremble before him with holy fear. All the earth say among the nations, the Lord is king. The world is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. That whole part about judging, I don't know about you, but initially I get a little nervous because I know that for all the good I've done in the world and how much I worship Jesus and love the church and love to do for others, I know there are some naughty thoughts, naughty words, and naughty things I've done in the world that I'm also going to be accountable for because we're human and none of us is perfect. But 
know that Jesus is going to be there as our advocate? And the answer is yes. Welcome, my beloved. The judgment is already set in your favor. Thanks to what we believe in Jesus, that God is restoring and reconciling us all into the kingdom, into all the nations, all of nature will be in harmony once again. God will judge with equity. Let all know that the government, the world is on his shoulders. Injustice will enjoy firm and everlasting peace. Let the heavens themselves be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Let the seas roar and all that fills the seas. Let them be part of it too. Let the fields exult and everything that lives in the fields and all the trees of the forest are somehow, I don't get it, but I think it's incredibly beautiful. They're going to sing for joy too. The trees have a way of praising God. For God is coming, coming to judge the earth, coming to judge with righteousness and the peoples with truth. God wills that the whole world be set right. God is coming to establish justice on the earth. God will establish justice in the world with righteousness, and appropriately too. God's work of setting the whole world right is greeted joyfully and enthusiastically by a world in these verses, encompassing a community of praise. The heavens, the nations, the sea, the earth, the fields and the trees, everyone is going to sing, sing, sing for joy. By the way, God's coming is not to be understood just as a future event, like we can wait for Jesus to come and rescue us. But it's already done. It's a present here and now thing that we believe in. God has already come. The work is already in progress. We don't need to wait. We're part of it. Isn't that amazing? So come. Sing, sing, sing. Worship, give, serve. Know that despite all we see and experience in the world, and oh my gosh, it can be overwhelming. So many days you turn on the news. It's just bad news all over the world. But we have some good news. We have a hope beyond this world. Big G God is still God, and the new song of salvation and justice is already unfolding, whether we see it and believe it fully or not. One day we'll see God's justice and God's plan, all the heavens and all the earth manifest. So don't lose heart, beloved. Where the world is in chaos, you can stand in peace. Where the world has lost all kinds of hope, you can declare hope is not dead. Hope is not found in things of this world. Hope is not found in idols and small g gods or the ways of this world at all, but in something far more beautiful and far greater. Where the world seeks power and upward mobility, claim your place of humility and service, knowing that God's great plan of redemption, restoration, and salvation of the world is already unfolding. And you, yes, you, have a part to play.
may it be so.